Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 83 of the Grumpy Girlfriend podcast with me, your host and certified life coach, Katrin Bernd. How many of you have been waiting patiently for this episode? Exes can be a really challenging area to manage your mind around for a wide variety of reasons. So in this episode, I'll give you my best advice for letting go and moving on from your partner's ex. First, I want to take a little trip down memory lane and share my own experience with my partner's ex. So my partner and I met when I was 21 and my partner was 26. He had had a couple of relationships before me, but I had really only dated, like, two people at that point. And we met and started talking just a few months after him and his ex broke up. So she was pretty fresh in his and his life's memory, so to speak. Photos on Facebook, friends in common his mom calling me by her name, um, him bringing her up in random situations, you know, the regular stuff. How I felt about this? Well, not great. My brain saw her as the biggest threat in the world. And she was constantly, like, looming over me, ready to attack in my brain. I didn't want to hear her name, I didn't want to see her face, I didn't want her to exist in the same universe as me and my partner. I literally counted down the days until our relationship had lasted longer than theirs had. Because somehow that was supposed to mean something. And since they were together for like three years, it took some time. And this brings me to a lot of the thought errors I had and how my brain was using very neutral facts to fuel my panic and fear. So let's go through some of them. Um, my partner's ex and I look pretty similar. This is a neutral fact that you can have various thoughts about. Like, oh, he has a type. That must mean he finds me attractive. Is that what my brain thought? Ha! <laughs> no. I made that mean that it doesn't really matter to him if he's with me or with her. We're the same. He could just go back to her instead at any moment. But if we didn't look alike, I would probably make that mean that he prefers girls that look like her and not like me. Lose-lose. Another neutral fact is that she broke up with him. So someone might make that mean that, oh, she does not want to be in a relationship with him. That's a pretty reasonable thing to think, right? Well, my brain, of course, made that mean that my partner desperately wants to be with her still. And if she changes her mind and comes back, he will leave me right away. But the funny thing is that if he would have broken up with her, I would probably obsess over him either changing his mind 
or just wanting to break up with me, too, because that's what he does. Lose-lose again. And they were together, as I said, for about three years, which, again, is very neutral. Today, eight years into my relationship, three years is not that much time. But regardless, I made this mean that until we reach three years, their relationship was more meaningful and better than ours. And intellectually, we all know that that's not true, right? You can get divorced after 35 years of marriage and then find someone that you fall deeply in love with. And that relationship is as important and meaningful and amazing and maybe even better than the one that lasted for over three decades. And if she was single at any time during these years, I would think that, oh my god, she regrets leaving my partner. And if she was ever in a relationship during these years, I would think, my partner is jealous of her partner and he wants to be with her instead. And as per last week's episode about being grumpy towards other females in your partner's life to avoid influencing their thoughts and feelings about them in a positive way, I literally just did not want my partner to ever think about his ex or even remember her. I wanted her to be completely wiped out of his memory forever because her existence in his brain was that dangerous to me. I could keep going forever with all of the thought errors that my brain was kind of latching onto that caused all of this anxiety, fear, panic, and grumpiness. But I think you get the point, and you can probably relate to some of them as well. The more interesting question is, what the hell do we do about it? So I do want to start off with some terrible advice that you're not going to want to hear and is not helpful in the slightest right now. And that is that time passing in and of itself, it does help. In the beginning of our relationship, his past relationship was a much bigger threat to me than it is now. Could he still leave me and go be with her today or tomorrow? Of course, just as much as he could have two months into our relationship. But I just don't worry about it anymore. Why? Because today it makes no sense to worry about it. The reason I share this with you is not to encourage you to just let time pass. It's because the way I feel now was available to me back then too. I just didn't know how to get there. And I don't believe that we should ever rely on time passing to feel better or to make changes to the way that we think. But... I do think that it would have been a little bit calming for me back then to hear someone say that in a couple of years you won't even think about her anymore. And you might even find it kind of amusing to imagine your partner being with her instead of you after all the things that you've been through together and all of the future plans that you have. But 
Let's move on from the time aspect and move into things that you can actually do here and now to manage your mind and your emotions about her. So what we do know is that the facts of the situation are not in control of how you think or feel. Whether your partner's ex looks like you or not, whether they were engaged or not, who broke up with whom, the duration of their relationship, whether or not they have kids, none of this is the cause of your discomfort. Because we can have positive and negative thoughts about all of it, right? Our brains can twist anything into the worst of the worst of the worst case scenario. And I want you to really let that sink in for a moment. If we gathered all of the girlfriends listening to this episode in a room and asked them to write out the facts about their partners and their exes that to them are the cause for panic and anxiety and grumpiness, those facts would be all over the place, a lot of them contradicting each other. Some would be freaking out about them being together for a really long time. And some would be freaking out that they met on Tinder and just went on three dates. Some would be freaking out about the ex's big boobs. And some would be freaking out about the ex's small boobs. Some would be freaking out about the fact that they were on again, off again, on again a couple of times. And some would be freaking out about the stability of their relationship. The facts do not create the freakout. The facts are neutral. Data, information in the world. Facts are not preloaded with opinions, judgment, or threat-level midnight. And no facts justify your freakout and your obsession. With all of that said, it is the facts of the situation that we have thoughts about, right? So your unique ex situation is what is presented to you to then have thoughts about. And the thoughts that you either subconsciously think or actively choose then dictate how you feel about your partner's ex. If you feel crappy about it, it's because the thoughts you're choosing about these neutral facts are crappy. And that's where we have power to make some adjustments. We cannot adjust the facts, but we don't need to because they are not the source of how we feel. The title of this episode is How to Stop Obsessing Over Your Partner's Ex. And I'm going to hit you with some tough love to answer that question. Ready? Obsessing over your partner's ex is a choice that you are making. You are choosing to indulge in these thought errors and beliefs that make you feel like ass. 
And I know it doesn't feel like you're choosing it. It just happens. But you are. Because less ass-feeling thoughts are available to you and you're not choosing to think or believe them. So how do you stop? You literally have to make the choice to stop obsessing and start thinking thoughts that feel better and serve you on a higher level. So if obsessing over it is a choice that you're making that you might not have been aware that you were making, then an interesting question to ask is... Why are you choosing to obsess over your partner's ex? Because the answer to this question will actually play an important role in choosing to stop. So how do I stop obsessing over my partner's ex? That answer is simple. You choose not to. But we need to understand why you're choosing to do it so that we can understand how to choose to stop. If we don't understand the purpose of doing something and we just label it as stupid, unnecessary, a waste of time, we're missing a really important puzzle piece. Your brain never engages in behaviors or thought habits that don't serve you in some way. Your prefrontal cortex, the evolved human part of your brain, might not really see the point, but trust me, your primitive brain finds this behavior very, very necessary. So your primitive brain, the old reptile kind of reactive part of your brain, I sometimes call it your inner cave woman, is motivated by three things. This is called the motivational triad, and it consists of seeking pleasure, avoiding pain, and conserving as much energy as possible by doing that. Which of these do you think is the driving force behind obsessing over your partner's ex? Is it seeking pleasure? Eh, probably not, right? You don't get that much pleasure out of it. Your brain is obviously trying to avoid pain by hyper-focusing and trying to prepare for a threat that is very present in your life. And in order to stay safe and avoid pain, your brain thinks that it needs to keep an eye on this person and your partner's relationship with this person, and preferably your partner's thoughts and feelings about this person too. That is the purpose of your obsession. Now, back to the fact that you are choosing to obsess over your partner's ex. Why are you choosing to do that? Well, because you're not choosing not to. And why are you not choosing not to? Because you are choosing protection from a perceived threat and potential intense pain over living your life, being happy and dealing with potential pain if it becomes actual pain one day in the future. 
This is the simple equation for choosing not to obsess over your partner's ex anymore. You have to actively choose to let go of the protection and preparation for pain in the present moment. And trust that if pain happens in the future, you will deal with it then. Now, this goes against everything that you have taught your brain up until this point. You have basically trained your brain to think that your partner's ex is a big old lion running towards you. And now, you need to start telling your brain that, you know what? That thing we thought was dangerous, turns out it's not dangerous. So you can stop being afraid of it now and just chill. Do you think your brain will be on board immediately? Of course not. It'll take time to reprogram this reaction. But it can absolutely be done. There are plenty of things in your life that could be perceived as threats that you're not obsessing over on a daily basis. Like getting hit by a car or getting a heart attack or your partner leaving you to go marry their cousin. All of this could happen, but you're not really obsessing over it, right? Now, you might be an anxious type who worries about a lot of things, but in that case, just think of something that you don't perceive as an immediate threat in your day-to-day -day life and use that as your example. We can totally not want something to happen, and we can keep an eye on it and make smart choices to give ourselves the best chance to kind of stay clear of it, like not stepping out in front of cars in traffic and taking care of our health. But none of that creates a 100% guaranteed protection. And the same can be true for you when it comes to your partner and their ex. You don't have to pretend that they don't exist or that what your partner had with them wasn't meaningful or good. And you're allowed to not want something bad to happen, but obsessing over it, making yourself feel like ass about it and letting it impact how you show up in your relationship today, that is a choice that you are capable of not making. All it requires is that you are willing to choose future pain if something were to happen and that you dare to be happy and enjoy yourself and your relationship up until that point. Everything in life boils down to our ability and our willingness to feel any emotion without fear. Because if we are willing to feel anything without fear, then we don't spend our lives engaging in weird behaviors and obsessive thinking, trying to avoid those feelings. Now, I'm going to say that again. And if you are multitasking and doing other things or have split attention right now, come back to me and really hear what I'm saying to you. Everything in life boils down to your ability and your willingness to feel any emotion 
without being afraid of it. Because if you are willing to feel anything without fear, then you will not spend your life engaging in weird behaviors and obsessive thinking in order to avoid those feelings. Instead, you can live life and be free and trust that you can feel anything without fear if it were to happen. If you want to learn more about feeling emotions without fear, I want you to check out episode 37 called How to Feel and episode 46 called The Worst That Can Happen. They will guide you in the right direction. If you want a more hands-on, personalized approach to getting over your partner's ex or dealing with any of the other topics that we cover here on the podcast, I really recommend joining my eight-week one-on-one coaching program this fall. There, you'll get the exact help that you need completely based on your unique situation, your thoughts, your fears, and your desires. Go to getrinbant.com to schedule your free consultation call today. I cannot wait to speak with you. I'll see you back here on the podcast next week with a brand new episode. Bye-bye.